superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This, this is the Rich Eisen Show. How far have the Giants fallen? Jones throws a pass upfield. It's stuff like the interception. This is what you said on this show the day after the Giants drafted him. This is you, Joel Klein. I thought that the New York Giants had a disastrous night last night. The Rich Eisen Show. The thing about Daniel Jones, while he was very good, he wasn't an above the X's and O's player. Earlier on the show, co-host of Peacock's Brother from Another, Michael Smith, actor J.K. Simmons. Coming up, Fox Sports NFL analyst Michael Vick, Boston Globe sports columnist Dan Shaughnessy. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of this Wednesday before Thanksgiving edition of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air live from Los Angeles, California, NBC Sports on Peacock, Sirius XM Channel 85, which is NBC Sports Audio. We follow the Dan Patrick Show on both of those entities every single day. Take you to brother from another at the top of the hour right here on NBC Sports on Peacock. Michael Smith, who along with Michael Holly, hosts that show. He was on in hour one. It was just a terrific conversation about what was going on with LeBron James being suspended one game fewer than the guy he punched in the face and Isaiah Stewart. And that's the only way to phrase it, right? I mean, uh, we've been talking NFL throughout the day as well. Uh, J.K. Simmons, the Academy Award-winning actor, um, joined us in number two. He's a diehard Ohio State fan. Figured it's a perfect timing to have him on the show this week with uh, Michigan-Ohio State coming up on Saturday, part of a big-time weekend of football, not just college but professional. Uh, Dan Shaughnessy, who's been uh, chronicling Boston sports for decades, he's got a new book out on the Larry Bird Celtics years. Uh, he'll be joining us in uh, about 20 minutes' time to talk about that, and obviously the Patriots are in fuego, to use again the Dan Patrick phrase. Uh, but joining us right now is uh, somebody who uh, I've been following since, you know, I started with the NFL Network in 2003. Uh, he is now part of the paparazzi for years now with Fox Sports. He was kind enough to run in my charity run for uh, St. Jude earlier this year, and he's come up with a launching the dual threat system training uh, program. Uh, Michael Vick here on the Rich Eisen Show once again. How are you, Michael Vick, here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line? What's up, Michael? What's up, Rich? How you doing? I'm doing, doing great. Fun. I'm doing great. Uh, I'm, where, where have I found you? Where, where are you? I'm in, I'm in South Florida, Rich, and still recovering from that hamstring. <laughs> you can say that only. Now, it was charity-based, and I enjoyed every moment of it. But, man, Rich, I I, mean, I, get, I laid it all out on the line. You did. You I laid it all out on the line. Michael, you ran a 4-7. got to be kidding me. You know what I mean? But, hey, Rich, but if I'm telling you, I'm saying it on your show. If if I'm ever invited back. You are. On train. Yes. I'm going to give it three months of training. I'm going to make sure I'm pull my hamstring so I can give everybody a valid score. Well. That. That 
you know, that time that I posted, mm-hmm. that's not my time at 41. Shouldn't have been my time at 41. Well, well here's, 40. here's the deal, Michael. Um, it, it The combine has now been announced again. Last year there was no combine because of the pandemic. The combine's been announced for Indianapolis in late March. So uh, we're, we're beginning to start planning for it. I think we might run yeah. it there. Um, if yeah. we if we do, you might have to, you know, uh, lay off the turkey leg a little bit this week. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? That <laughs> won't know? happen. Get your hands up post Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay. Where where where? What is your Thanksgiving looking like, Michael? Where are you going to be? Well, I, I I got family coming in town. I'm in Fort Lauderdale. I got family coming in town, and um, my mom, my sisters, my brother, I haven't seen. Uh, my family in in the wild. They they all in Virginia. Uh, I'm a, I'm from I'm a Florida native now. Um, so you know it's good to have family in town, and we haven't spent Thanksgiving together in the last you know maybe five or six years mm. because of everybody's traveling movement. So very thankful time, and I, I'm looking forward to it. Michael Vick here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. So let's get right into it, Michael. If you had to lay, you know, your your reputation and your exp- expertise on one team in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl in this who knows what year, which one would you choose right now, Michael? Right now, um, I, I really, I really like Dallas, and I, I say that because, you know, when I look at their offense, I, I think Dak is, is peaking right now. I think he's playing at a high level and. I think once Kellen Moore look, looks back at this Kansas City Chiefs game and loss, he'll realize that I need to utilize Zeke Moore somehow, some way, so that should make him a better play call in the run game. And I can see Mike McCarthy assisting in that. And then the receivers, once they get Amari Cooper back, you know, $20 million man needs to be on the field. You know, whatever protocol needs to happen needs to happen. And, you know, I like the compliment with C.D. Lamb. So, you know, the defense, they missing some pieces and some guys are out. Um, but once they get those guys back, I think, you know, they can make a Super Bowl run. And I didn't discredit any other teams if I had to specifically point in the team and what right. I like a lot about them is the Dallas Cowboys and what they put on display. Well, and, you know, they they have shown, uh, with the exception of, I think, last week, um, they're, they've been able to overcome any problems on their depth chart, um, you know, yeah. that would normally take a team down. They've had a pass rush despite not having Tank Lawrence and now Randy Gregory, and it looks like they're going to get both yeah. back. And that one game Dak was out, Cooper Rush was fine. But, you know, Tyron Smith can come back, and that, that might make them a, a, a winner on Thanksgiving. That might be enough. But what about the Cardinals? Let's just throw that one out there, man, because uh, Colt McCoy mm-hmm. won two division games on the road without Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. They're going to be the one seed coming out of Thanksgiving weekend, no matter what happens on Sunday. Um, so, what do you think about their chances, Michael? What about that team? Yeah, well, I said a couple of weeks ago on our kickoff show that I felt that Arizona was the best team in the league, and I the one. I really meant that because when you look at them as a whole, all around, this is before um, on both sides of the ball. And, Probably the most complete we've seen all year. And then when Cala was out there, they was, they was killed. And I can't actually remember. Um, they had to green back. And, um, you know, they just trending in the right direction. But it was good to see Colt be able to step in because injuries happen and guys got to be able to step up at the right. Well, Michael, I don't know if you're moving around or anything, but your phone's cutting in and out um, right now. Are, can you hear me? You there, Michael? 
I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, you cut in and out right there. You want to repeat what you just said about the Cardinals? Because, you yeah. know, like... Yeah, what? no, I was saying, with the Cardinals, I... And... Right, let's put him back on hold here. Would you mind uh, dealing with that off offline there, Mike Del Tufo? All right. It's one of those things you just got to make the call. You know, you just got to make the call. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for him to prep back. for this 40, though. You yeah. think so? That would be great. Mm-hmm. It's also funny that he's so disappointed with his time, but oh, like please. if a every normal person one ran of those that. Guys, every <laughs> last one of the guys that ran, Vic, the Hall of Famers and whoever, <laughs> they they were really, really competitive about it. Yeah, that doesn't go away. They right? were it really can't. competitive. The only one who wasn't competitive about it was Rod Woodson. He was kind of like, hey. yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I know, I'm just, I got bad knees. I'm just doing it for you, Rich. I don't care what I'm running. <laughs> well, Rod's got and nothing then, left. And, to then, prove. and then when he, and then when he got knocked out, when he, then when he got knocked out in the first round, or you know, where we were, where we were thinking about doing it two times in a row, mm-hmm. and then everybody kept dropping like flies, and then Vic ran a four seven and said that he did it with a bad hamstring, and we're all like, oh yeah, that that that's that's not going to be beat. <laughs> You know, you there, Michael? Hello. Yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah. Yes. That, that seems like you're sitting next to me. That's how much better it is. That's like, it's great. All right. It's great. So what are you saying about the Cardinals? I'll give you one last crack at that one. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the Cardinals, I think they do everything right. It was great to see Cole McCoy be able to step in when Kyler went down. Injuries are going to happen and guys got to step up. And usually when that happens, the entire team is uplifted because you lose your leader and you know, like, I got to do my job today. We got to help Cole. He hasn't gotten all the reps. He's a guy that we know he's capable, but, you know, we need to do our job and, and make his job easier, whether on defense is getting the, the ball back or offense, you know, just playing smart football. Um, so with Kyle in the lineup and when he comes back, this team is dangerous. I said on the Fox kickoff show a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. that I thought that Arizona Cardinals was the best team in the league at 5-1. and one. Um, So, you know, I, I still think that's the case. You know, a lot of moving parts, got to get some guys healthy. But, you know, as of right now, Arizona looks good. So what do you think um, What do you think is ailing the Bills, Michael? I don't know how, you know, deep you might be into the All-22, but I don't know what's going on. You know, the Saints are banged up. I don't know if that we're going to be able to get an answer to it. Uh, I think Buffalo should win this Thanksgiving night game coming up on NBC. But what what is going on? Because that team suddenly is now in second place. And we were talking about that team being the team to beat in the AFC right around September going into October. And now we're at Thanksgiving, and I don't even know i don't even know if they're going to be playing a home playoff game this year. Yeah, right that's now. correct. Uh, and I think the loss to the Tennessee Titans that night took a lot out of the Buffalo Bills. It was you know, one of those deflating losses where you, like, you give it everything you got, and then in the end it, it don't go right. And it's almost like an overtime Loss or it's almost like an overtime tie, where you just felt like you put so much into the game, you got nothing out of it. I think that game kind of set them back mentally and and, and from a confidence standpoint because from there it just hasn't been consistent. And I think Josh Allen got to pick this team up and collectively they got to look at what they haven't been doing right and uh, and and try to right those wrongs. Who wins that division when it's all said and done? You think the Bills pull it out or New England's going to win it? Because of the way they're looking, what do you think? Honestly, Rich, I've been a big fan of the New England Patriots this year, and you know I kind of gravitated towards them because I picked them as my fantasy defense in this fantasy league. I never played fantasy before, but you know now I'm, I'm somehow involved in fantasy. Okay, 
And so I find myself rooting for him every week. But while I'm watching him, I'm seeing Mac, Mac Jones in the match. He's coming around and how he's kind of learning how to play the game, learning how to win, and it's, it's been fun to watch. Um, so I think the Buff, I think the Buffalo Bills are in trouble. They got two games versus New England, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and those are going to be the the two key games in in in, in that division, and obviously with, which can uh, two games that can shape the AFC playoff picture. And I I don't think teams are going to want to see New England because they're getting better each and every week. Who else is on your fantasy team? Who's on Michael Vick's fantasy team? <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. Oh, I had an amazing week last week. Yes, you did. With the with Patriots Jonathan defense, and, uh, too? With the Patriots defense and Jonathan Taylor, I pretty much whipped the guy single-handedly. Um, so it was a good week. It was a good week in fantasy, and I you know, got other guys. You know, Russell didn't help me out as much at the quarterback position, and, you know, I you know, I got some other guys, you know, who, who produced um, – yeah, but, you know, that's a that's story for another day, Rich. I'm winning. I'm winning over there. Okay, so Russell Wilson is your fantasy – Michael Vick's fantasy quarterback is Russell Wilson. Yes, he is, and Jonathan Taylor is my running back, All my right. star running back. So, uh, ser- serious actual football question here, Michael Vick. Did the Falcons make a mistake drafting Kyle Pitts and not taking a quarterback or trading back and trying to help themselves out roster-wise? Is it fair to have that yeah, conversation I, I, here right I, now? I do think – Kyle Pitts is a, was a good pick for the Falcons, and I do think that Atlanta was thinking about you know the future of Matt Ryan, you know seriously. But you know you you look at a guy like Matt, you can see that he still has some years left, and maybe want to want to build around him. But I did think that it was a it was an opportunity to draft one of these young guys. Maybe you could have got Mac Jones, and you could have set Mac behind Matt, and you know that wouldn't have you know been beneficial for New England, but you know for Atlanta in the long term. You know, it would have. I think it would have paid dividends. Or you know, it was any of those guys. Um, but you know, you got a great guy that you can learn from behind a great quarterback, and and, and Matt Matt Ryan that you can learn from and mm-hmm. gain some experience and knowledge. And you know, so yeah, we kind of missed the boat right there. But um, you know, good thing is the draft next year if, mm-hmm. if that's what they think they need to do. But I, I like Cal, and I you know, you remind me of Plexico Burris if they can use him right and <laughs> you know, being paired with the right quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you yeah. know how to get the most out of them. Plexico Burris at tight end. That's kind of frightening. So, um, uh, if you had Justin Fields' ear right now, what would you tell him, Michael? If I had Justin Fields' ear, if I'm you sorry. had if you had an ability to talk to Justin Fields, what yeah, advice but, would you give him right now? So, so you know, I spoke to Justin, and you know, I just told him this is a learning opportunity. You know, this is year one, and expectations are high. Yes, people want to see promise. And then that's fair. It's only fair to the Bears fans, the fan base, and I think he gets that. And but year two is going to be the year that you, you gotta you gotta grow, and you have to put all your skills in display. And people are going to want to see, you know, what Justin Fields is really all about. So I try to help him understand the game from that perspective. Like you do get a trial run in year run, year one. You do have some guys who, you know, the Mac Joneses of the world who you can step into. You know, the line of fire and get it done, but you got to have the right supporting cast, and you know that's not the case in in Chicago right now. So, you know, once they fix everything around Justin Fields and try to you know help him, then you know definitely won't be any excuses. But he understands what's at stake. He he knows his position and what you know and how he has to produce. What about the scheme that's around him? What you're seeing for him? What about that? This is the coaching staff. Yeah, well, the scheme is not beneficial right now because we haven't seen the production. And, you know, as as a coach, you know, and Matt Nagy and, and Matt, 
and I, we know each other well, and, you know, we'll probably have the same conversation. You know, it's a lot of things that can go wrong on the offense and why things won't go right. But, you know, I think, you know, maybe you, you run out of – sometimes you run out of time and you don't have a chance to, um, you know, get any do-overs. So, you know, they got to clean it up quickly. You know, I think tomorrow's game against Detroit, they have to win. And uh, it's a must-win game, and they got to go on a win streak. So we'll see what happens. But they were supposed to win last week, and that that didn't help. That is correct. Not winning that game versus Baltimore didn't help. Well, I mean, look at the, the, the kid from Utah comes out of nowhere. Lamar Jackson sends him a text as Lamar is coming on the bus, saying, "I'm watching today. I can't make it. You got to go." Right. I mean, and then that yeah. kid that kid makes the throw of the game and and wins. Right. You know. Right. And 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 like he he does that, and everybody's watching, and it's like. Why can't we get that, you know, from either of our quarterbacks? So that's kind of just, you know, the state of the franchise. Before I let you go, tell me about this uh, this system, that you, this dual threat um, plan that you have put together, Michael, because, yeah. you know, I'm, uh, what do you think yeah, it'll help me? Rich, this, this, <laughs> is, this is my lane. It's an opportunity to teach. It's an opportunity to enlighten kids. Do a lot of football camps and um, – you know, I teach a lot of kids the game of football, but I only get a split second with them, you know, in that day. You know, it's just a small fraction of time. So, you know, I figure I put out the dual threat system, still get a lot of kids who ask me, you know, whether I'm out, you know, at Home Depot or whether I'm just out hanging out with my family. You know, how, how can I be a, a dual threat quarterback? What do I need to do? And, you know, I got a great opportunity with this company, um, pro class, to, to put it out and, you know, it'll be all types of demonstrations from now until the end of time, you know, just building speed and, and how to, you know, chase perfection at the quarterback position. So, you know, you can go to www.proclass.com backslash Vic mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you get a lot of education and teaching and we'll continue to grow, you know, as we continue to build content. So what would my second threat be? I already know what my first threat would be <laughs> through the system training. What is a dual threat? What would it be? Talking and running? Is that what it'd be? Like that that would be Nah, nah. You what either, would it be? Hey, why you you either gotta be passing or you gotta be running, Rich. Mm-hmm. One of the two. Move the chains. No talking in between. Okay. The in the huddle. But that's my game though. Talking is I, my game. That's my problem. <laughs> you know. Uh we we teach verbiage too. Depends mm-hmm. on what offense you in. Okay. Uh, what what offense am I in? I don't know. Spread. I'll just I don't know. You like a run and shoot guy. <laughs> that's right. I don't need a tight end. What do I need then? Guy, yeah, that's right. right. Run and I, I'm shoot. Busy now with a warm moon, half row. Yeah, that's right. I need Glanville on my ear. That's exactly what I need. No, no that's the last guy you need. <laughs> very motivating. Take care of yourself, Michael Vick. Have a great Thanksgiving with your family. We'll do this again soon. All right, you, you do the right. same. Thanks, Rich. That's Michael Vick, the one and only right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Check out his dual threat training system. We'll take a break. We'll come back, be as on time as we possibly can for Dan Shaughnessy. He's got a new book out on the Larry Bird Celtics years. We'll talk about the Patriots doing it again. If this reminds me of 2001, when we come back right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We're done with a little show and tell. Uh, I've got a bunch of ticket stubs. By the way, th- this this envelope is still so full, and I've got yeah. so many credentials here to my right. I don't know what I'm going to do with this stuff. Yeah, throw them in the garbage. No, no. <laughs> wow. Now you sound like, is that what Susie texted you to say to me? No, but I She I'm called channeling. me a filthy hoarder yeah, the other day. This is true. Uh, this man has known him. Uh, he's been covering Boston sports for forever in a day. He's got a new book out um, on the uh, the, car- the old uh, days of the Larry Bird Celtics called Wish It Lasted Forever, Life with the Larry Bird Celtics. Dan Shaughnessy here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Dan? I'm good, Rich. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Congrats on the book. Congrats on the I- book. I appreciate that. Good times. And tell Susie hello for me. Yeah, I know. She's wanted me to say hello to you, too. Why, why write the book, Dan? What's struck uh, about the book? Good question. I mean, again, this isn't to, you know, we all know who won those games and, and the stats and Hall of Famers, but this was a, a time when the NBA kind of came of age, and we had this amazing access. This jumped out at me during the pandemic when their, you know, access got to zero. The moat just kept getting wider and wider, and then with abundance of caution, there's no access now. But we live with these guys. This is like, you know, when the dinosaurs and Larry Bird and myself roamed the earth, um, we travel with them. They flew commercial, hotels, lobbies, bars, go to practice, no closed practices, be on the bus. It was like, except for not having the groupies or the money or the fame, it was like being on the team, Rich. I mean, we were like, we were there for everything. And, um, you know, watching the last dance and some of the classics they showed in the, in the, without games going on during the pandemic, I kept right. seeing my, my young self sitting there with the giant Michael Caine glasses and the big hair. And, you know, again, that's when the lowly media got to sit next to the bench. They, they hadn't figured out how to monetize those seats yet, so we were part of that. And, of course, you had the bird magic, you know, take over the 80s. And the bird magic Celtic Laker finals were like the Ali Frazier of that time. And I just had all these stories about being around these guys and the ability to tell the readers what they were like, how secure they were in their greatness, and what a special time it was when the NBA really came of age. So you're saying at some point Logan Airport, a Boston fan flying to Cleveland uh, for just a business trip, got to actually see Robert Parrish board a flight? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. When we would get off the plane, they were all in first class because they're so tall and they had those perks. But we'd come off the plane beyond, behind them, and you'd see these people just walking down the, you know, down the airport hallways and they'd be like oh my god i just saw all these tall guys at one time those must be a basketball team and mm-hmm. and then the lowly riders would be trailing them and we'd hear all the whispering about larry bird or robert Parrish or whatnot but yeah it was uh, we waited for bags we did you know all the rich when 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 the covid bubble when they had that tournament with no fans and and in orlando you had to if you went to cover that it cost sixty thousand dollars you had to quarantine for two weeks and sign a waiver saying you would not talk to any athlete if you saw them anywhere and uh, that's where we did all of our work, was waiting for bags in the hotel bars, the lobbies, being on the bus. We were really able to tell the readers what these guys were like. And it was a very, 
special group that they had there. The Lakers had it going in that decade as well, and the league really took off because of that. Dan Shaughnessy here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, it's interesting that you you have such a, uh, a, 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 I guess, a positive view of it, and it's sort of a very, uh, uh, what, hagiographic view of it all. Um, me being from New York, I, I don't mean huh. to, to stomp on your book, but I have written my own book, and if you want to, we actually have a cover. Maybe you'll see it later on. Uh, it, it, it's entitled "Thank God It Ended," <laughs> living through the Bird Celtics in New York, and, uh, and and there's a shot on the cover of Bird shooting over Ewing in the garden. Um, so I have a different view. Well, it's so funny. The '84, you know, Hubie Brown. I just saw him last week. You know, he's 147 years old, like myself, and he's still doing the games, and he's so sharp and great. I love him. Right. I gave him a copy of the book. But the highlight of his professional life was that '84 series of Bernard King. And they took him seven games. I mean, Bernard was averaging 40 a game. I remember Cedric Maxwell called me over mm-hmm. during practice before the first game of that series because Bernard was getting 40 a game against the Pistons in the playoffs. Yeah. And, and Max said, there's no way a bitch walks like this is going to get 40 off of me. And then he did a mimic of Bernard's you know, unusual gait. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, these guys, they were trash talkers, and they didn't care. Mm-hmm. You know, Bernard wouldn't shake his hand for the next game. Max said, Hey, if you're scared, get a dog. He didn't care. It was just that's how they were. And that series went great. And, again, for Hubie, they almost beat the Celtics in Game 7 at the Garden. Yeah, I just I remember those Knicks, um, you know, Piston series with Kelly Trapuca, Yeah. right? Now, honestly, in the old Joe Lewis Arena, the, uh, I remember those as a kid. And then Bernard is my favorite player. It's still... Is jarring to see Julius Randle wearing his number thirty. To be very yeah, honest yeah, with you, you're right? That's not right. You know, well, I mean, hey, look, I, I, I mean, I guess you know, uh, Julius Randle at least is 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 doing well by that number, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, you know, just is there any story that just uh, that you forgot about that you found notes? Oh for yeah, I had little notes like and stuff. So again, Larry Bird, he he could hold all these things in his head during a game. So he'd he'd have a shooting drill at the old Boston Garden, you know, late in the afternoon by himself, dark garden. Come out with an equipment guy and just do the perimeter, shoot for half hours. All you heard was swishing. I'd get there early, plug in my Stone Age computer right next to the bench. He'd come over, he called me Scoop and said, Scoop, what are you working on? I'm saying, I'm doing an early story. You are approximating the NBA record for consecutive free throws, Calvin Murphy at 88. So don't miss one tonight or I'll look bad in the paper. So during the first half, he got fouled. He's at the line. He makes the first. He looks over and winks at me before he makes the second. I mean, guys don't do that today. And he would actually, you know, Mike Saunders, the trainer of the Knicks. Sure. Larry was banking threes in Madison Square Garden before a game because he was getting bored. He won the three-point thing three years in a row and started banking them. And Saunders said, you can't do that in a game. And Larry said, if you give me five bucks, I will. And sure enough, they get way ahead of the Knicks. Fourth quarter, he banks the three, runs by the Knicks bench with his greedy palm extended. And uh, where's my five bucks, Mike? <laughs> love stories like that. Absolutely love stories like that because his he he was the legend. La, that's that's part of the legend of Larry Legend, you know. And that's why. Well, I, and the legend. So he was so dense. So all he cared about was basketball. You know, he's you know poor guy, rural Southern Indiana, and worked his butt off, became great. Mm-hmm. We were at the atrium in Dallas to play the Mavericks, and we're in the hotel bar. It's a day off, and Springsteen is playing next door at the Reunion Arena. And the doors flew open, and kids came rushing through the lobby to get to the concert. Mm-hmm. And Larry looks up, and he goes, what's that all about? I said, well, Bruce Springsteen's playing next door tonight. He said, who's that? And did, I said, Larry, he's the you of rock and roll. He goes, oh, he must be pretty good then. And, you know, so, you know, he got tickets. He went. He said, yeah, he, it's too loud for me. I don't like that music. But he sweats a lot, and I appreciate that work ethic. <laughs> 
That's the legend. There's no doubt about that. So did he really know where the spots on the floor were? Like the dead spots on the floor? Or is well, that just the legend I mean, stuff? the Bull Gang, you know, when you have the ice in the parquet, you're going back and forth and they right. assemble it. And Cheers did a whole episode on the bolts and all that stuff. So right. he, no one really knew. It changed from game to game. And if he, when they would assemble the rims, when he was doing that shooting drill in the afternoon, any time he missed one, he'd say, oh, Bull Gang screwed that up. something wrong with the basket. It's off by a quarter an inch. Otherwise, that would have been nothing but net. So, you know, he had the thing down. But that's a myth that anyone actually knew when the ball wasn't going to come back to you. Yeah, I know. Again, all of these things are why I wrote my book, Thank God It Ended, you know, because <laughs> it just, it, uh, honestly, just McHale and Parrish, I just despised ML Carr growing up because he yeah, would just wave the he towel. People, oh, you know? my gosh. He did nothing. He did nothing but wave a towel. That's all I thought well, he did. ML Carr, he was, a, he was a, a guard in a federal prison before coming to the NBA. He played in Israel. He played overseas, played for the St. Louis Spirits. I asked no about that. And he was Larry Bird's bodyguard for the first five years of Larry's career. He had very little skill that at the end. But he got in the heads of the Lakers in the greatest final ever in 84, he would pound on their door before the game and say, come out here, you L.A. fakers. Come out and take your beating like men. Come on out here, Tragic Johnson. I mean, they didn't care. And then at the end of the game, he'd steal the ball and go dunk on him and just make him even more furious. <laughs> you're loving these stories, Brockman. I know you're... I mean, I cannot not, wait for this. <laughs> it's, it's all great. What, what's our yeah. back's role in all of this? Well, you know, Red, Red was... He was just smart when, you know, the whole chess, when others are playing checkers, he assembled these teams. Go back and look at those rosters in 84 when the Celtics beat, you know, Worthy, Magic, Kareem. Those guys were all blue-chip conference. UCLA, North Carolina, Michigan State. The Celtics starting five went to Virginia Commonwealth, North Carolina, Charlotte, Indiana State, Centenary, and Pepperdine. So Red would say, you know, easy to get blue-chip and win like that. Let's see you do what I do. Win with guys from second-tier conferences. There was all kinds of layers to that. And Red... I loved Red. You know, my old man smoked cigars and windows rolled up driving to the dump every Saturday, so I was used to it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed being around that. And, and he, was, uh, he was wise, and everybody hated him. And he hated New York. Do you want to know why he hated New York, why? Rich? Why is that? Because he grew up there, but he felt that the NIT screwed his George Washington team out of the NIT appearance in 1937, and he never forgave that. <laughs> he said they, they just didn't want a little school from Washington to come in and beat their ass, St. John's and all my ass, you know. And he, he never forgot it, and he couldn't get past his hatred of all things New York, mm. even though, you know, he was a Brooklyn guy. Of course. Dan Shaughnessy here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Before I let you go, let's talk about the here and now. Does this look like 2001 all over again for the Patriots? What do you think? You know, it's not bad, Rich, and I know you had a great day there, went to the game. I heard all about it here, and and good for you guys. How about that? It's (laughs) – you don't want to say Mac Jones is Tom Brady because it's ridiculous. We know that. But at this stage, he is. I mean, he's doing what Tom did at this stage, which was game management, you know, short passing game. He's accurate. And he doesn't, he doesn't choke in there. He takes hits. He's taken too many hits, frankly. And Bill, I guarantee you, Bill is enjoying this year probably more than any year since then, more than 18-0, more than that stuff, because this is hard. And they've, they've rebuilt it. The defense is great. They're ferocious. And the offense, they get by. And he's just beating the pants off these other coaches, and it's a big advantage every week. We don't know where it's going to end. But as you know, the conference is not super strong this year, and they've kind of got the why not us attitude here. Right, and the 2001 was, you know, the only thing that's different is that there's not some $100 million contracted right. quarterback that, that had already taken right. the franchise <laughs> to the Super Bowl that's there. I guess Cam was that role in a way, right? But right, and- But he got cut, so it was Max gig from the start. 
outside of all that, we are all, and many people are, just like, well, how far can this team really go with this kid anyway? And in 2001, even John Madden said that when the game was on the line, that they should play for overtime in the Super Bowl. Like, even to the very end, nobody believed it until Brady. Brady didn't believe it. He had his hands on his head in that famous photograph on the podium. Like, why not this year as a repeat? For it's, real. It's, it's it's there. I mean, I think they're a team nobody wants to play right now. I think the Colts are that team right now, and the Chiefs look like they got it going. But I'll tell you, I mean, t- Tennessee's coming in here this weekend. They're 8-2. and two. That's going to be tremendous. It's a 1 o'clock game. I'm surprised they kept it there, and we can't wait for that one because uh, they have a tough. They have Buffalo twice and the Colts after that. So, right. I mean, you know, it's getting harder for them. What's the Vrabel-Belichick relationship, do you think? Well, Rich, that's a good question because Thank he's you. not afraid of them, like all these other guys who wet their pants and look across the sideline. And you don't have that, you know, Vrabel's got – he knows what they're up to. When they beat them in the playoffs in 19, Brady's last game, mm-hmm. Rabel was pulling some of that rule book stuff that yeah. Bill likes to do. Oh, go read the rule book. And, you know, Bill was out of tearing his hair out because Rabel did it to him. So, yeah, I mean, he was a wise-ass when he played here. You know, you think of him because of the position he played and the size of him. He's not going to be a you know big acumen guy. No, he, he was – they all knew he was smart. And he, he gave crap back to Bill even when he was a player. And now he's, he's loving this. And, I mean – Hell, he could be coach of the year if they don't stop losing to bad teams. Dan Shaughnessy here on the Rich Eisen Show. And I guess uh, uh, tying in your book to uh, the topic du jour in the NBA where LeBron suspended for a game, Isaiah Stewart one game more than LeBron because of the reaction to getting hit. Um, you know, what, what – I mean, you're talking about old school basketball <laughs> in your book. You're laughing already. You, I think you know where I'm going with this. It's like uh, what, what, what was your sense of, well, of all I mean, of that? That was mm-hmm. unfortunate. The kid, the kid's reaction when he was bleeding and he was just—he's out of his mind. I mean, mm-hmm. that's unfortunate. And you know, the league did what it had to do. But I know I talked to Mikhail, you know, just about how the '85, '86 team translates to today's game because mm-hmm. they went 51 at home. They had five Hall of Famers, and could they play today? And he's like, yes, because they had seven feet people and they had long range shooters. And and it, and Rick Carlisle, who played on the team and coaches the league today, says it translates. And but Kevin said, if if we played by today's rules you know, and the way they're calling it, we'd all foul out in the first quarter. So <laughs> that would be a problem. And one last thing on that, mm-hmm. none of this hugging the guys on the other team afterwards or, or you know, assembling, let's, where are we going to play next year? Let's get together and create our own team. Larry Bird hated Bill Lambeer so much that at the All-Star annually, Larry would be named a starter, of course. His first instinct was to come to us in the lowly media and say, you have to let me know when those reserves are announced because I hate when Bill Lambeer makes that team because it ruins All-Star Weekend for me because i got to get on the bus at practice on Saturday and Bill sitting in that front seat and saying, good morning, Larry, and i got to say, screw you, Bill. <laughs> That's a real story, huh? I mean, That's I, the fact. I mean, there was literally hated him that much, huh? He literally hated him. It ruined his all-star weekend to have a teammate, Bill Lambeer. I don't blame him. I hated Lambeer, too. Like, even even watching the WNBA playoffs this year. I'm seriously. Easy to do. I'm seriously. Like, I like we're watching it at home, and I point to my kids. I'm like, you see that, coach? You see that gray-haired man? I almost used the A word, you know? I, I, but I had to – honestly, to this day, I, I can't even watch Land of the Lost remake, you know, repeats, knowing that he was a stack as a high schooler. I hate yeah. the show now, even with him. You yeah. know what else Larry hated about him? His Lambeer's dad was a Fortune 500 guy. He was the only player in the league who didn't make more money than his father. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that. Great stories, Dan. Thanks for the call. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Congrats on your book. 
I appreciate it. Thanks, Rich. You got it. You got it. Same to you and your family. That's Dan Shaughnessy right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Wish it lasted forever is where all books are sold. Great (laughs) stories, man. You didn't know that Bill Lambeer, William Lambeer was a sleestack because they went to some high school kids, tall high school kids, said get in those those costumes and walk around. He's in the, if you look at the land of the Uh lost credits, you'll see his name in it. I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah, and Slee Stack was like number eight on my top five green characters. Uh, oh. Are they really green-ish yeah. in a way? Yeah, green. Would that have at least beaten out? Would Kermit the Frog at least beat out a Slee Stack? If it's TJ's top ten, come on now. Oh, Kermit's definitely on there, and Slee Stacks, and Gumby, Gumby, and Oscar the Grouch. We forgot about uh, Oscar. Oscar. I know. I mean, there's only five spots, guys. Positive vibes. I can't put them all in there. <laughs> Mr. Yuck is so in front funny. of them. You're so funny. Positive vibes, man. <laughs> Positive vibes. How great were those stories there, Christopher? I mean, this book I'll probably read in like two days when it comes out. How did he hear about me going to the Patriot game? I'm sure your video got bounced around. Really? So they're hearing me in the Boston market. The market. The market. The market. The market. They hear me in the market. I used to hate Larry Bird so much, man. I can't. That guy was so Dude, high. that's why I, that's man. the name of my book. <laughs> I know. Put it up I'm on my one more time. The name of my book. You couldn't like him. It's called Thank Larry God It Ended. No, Larry was Living he through was the, the Bird Celtics in New York. Don't even tell me he was above being hated in New York because he was so no, good. No, he was totally hated. He was, he was number hated. one. We hated him. And by the way, don't I hated him more than him. I hated him more than Isaiah well, Thomas. Yeah, it was, was so irrational. I'm a Sixer fan, so watching him and Dr. J scrap Dude, was like this. Was yeah, great. he was not because he was doing because he was doing he was. the stuff that that Dan Shaughnessy <laughs> was saying. Like, yeah. hey, today it's just like you, you see on Twitter. A announcer, man, you said that the field goal kicker hasn't missed in three weeks, and he missed. You suck. And Larry Bird's the guy who's like, okay. So I need two more to, to, to get the record, huh? Cool. I'll, I'll find you on press row and, and I'll wink. wink at you. You know what I thought that story was going to be? That Larry missed on purpose. That he missed on purpose yeah, to mess up Dan's too. story. That's, that's, what what I, that, that's what I thought. That's not a bad ending either. <laughs> that he was going to wink at Dan, miss. Make, make him rewrite that whole story. And make him redo the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, kids, don't Makes let sense. anyone rewrite history about Larry Bird. Larry oh. Bird was a bad, bad, bad man. Yeah. Okay. He played a whole half left hand. Because he, he felt co- like it. Because he could. Because he and it, it, like, scored twenty points. There's I don't know. I, there's a Twitter feed that had put out recently. By recently, I think during the summer. Did I, did I text it to you too? Uh, just it Larry was Bird like highlights. a three minute highlight reel of Larry Bird. This is the greatest. I think it was the one of him shooting left handed for an entire half and all the I'm shots. I'm sure that it's he on made. there. Yeah, it's on there. I mean, Larry Bird go, walking go, in the three point everyone, contest. Everyone go to YouTube. Hey, who's Bro, coming in second? Go to YouTube. Subscribe. You know, obviously to our show. Yes. Please. And then put into the search engine Larry Bird left handed. And I think that video's there. Wait, here it is. It's it's just it's not right, man. That's why I wrote the name of that book. Thank God it ended. Because <laughs> it, it felt like it would never end. I hey, hot take top five player, player of all time you, in the NBA. Easy, right? Larry Bird. Uh, Larry Easy. Bird's top ten. Ten ooh. He's not in the top five. Because top five you're talking Wilt and Jordan. He's got kind of bumped in the last couple. Yeah, other guys. Is LeBron, LeBron, is LeBron? LeBron has kind of bumped Larry Bird out. With his open fist or with his closed fist? Close, close fist. Okay. Close, close. Let's take a break. We'll finish up this show. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial right here on the show. Positive vibes, guys. Positive vibes. Positive vibes. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I'm making an NFT on the show. Let's take some phone calls. The phone lines are all lit. Let's go. Um, Let's go to Chad in Cincinnati. He's been waiting the longest. What's up, Chad? Hey, Rich. Hey, guys. Hope you all are doing well. What's going on? I I just, uh, two things. Um, On Overreaction Monday, I just wanted to make a note of something that Chris said. Chris, you said that, um, is it overreaction that the Cardinals could go eight? No. Actually, we could actually go nine and nine and nine. Yep, the seventeenth yeah. regular season but, game is a road game for the NFC this year. So you're right; they could go nine and zero on the road. It's entirely possible too. That's right. Yep. Yeah, completely possible. So I'm looking forward to that. And Rich, my my last question is for you. So obviously, big game this weekend. Do you do you have a ritual that you're going to do? What's your, what's going to be your routine this Saturday? What what you know? Wake up. What, like, can you take me? From from when you wake up to yes. when the game starts, what's uh, your ritual? Okay, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to tweet out something positive about Michigan. Then I'm going to swallow my own vomit for two hours. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to sit down. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch it in a different spot. Normally, I've been watching it on the biggest screen in my house. I'm going to watch it in my office on another TV. And I'm just going to try and break the ritual that way. I might take a walk here and there. I might just go breathe the fresh air. And uh, I'm going to have my kids around me. So uh, just in case the ritual of me having to throw myself into the uh, love of my family uh, occurs. And, and I hope it does not, do you, even though I love my family. We do, can do that. We can do that. I can, Rich, I can do that after the game. Yeah. And Rich, when, when Michigan wins, because I'm calling it, Michigan's going to win this game. Thanks, Chad. Do you have a list of people to call? <laughs> <laughs> do, you know the, do you know the character Arya Stark of Game of Thrones? Do you know that one? You know that character? Oh yeah, oh, 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 oh yeah. There's a lot of hounds in my who's life. First? There's a lot who's of hounds. First on that list? Who's first in that list? Uh, yep. Oh God, it's Albert Breer. It's, I was gonna say it's oh, Breer. Yeah, Breer. It's, it's Albert Breer is first on the list. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to go down that road. I don't want to <laughs> no. go down that road. It's it's personal. It's personal. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Chad. Thanks for the call, Chad. Arya Stark from Game of Thrones. Number two is on our guest line right now. Hey, Liz. How are you? You there, Liz? Hey, how's it going? Liz Whaled, everybody. Hey, what a blast Liz. from our what? past. Hey. Oh, hey. Hey. We're the Buckeyes, I mean, Liz. Just because I'm not there every day doesn't mean I still can't do this. And Chad, you know, if you're still listening from Cincinnati, this is all a part of the ritual, my friend. Yes, which is you calling and saying that there's something in, the, like, you're, 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 I don't know what it is. Normally, you're, you're, you're giving me a delicious uh, chocolate peanut butter oh. Buckeye treat. Did you oh. send them and I don't know <laughs> about it or what? No, I was going to send them, and then I got distracted, so maybe you're going <laughs> to... Come on, Liz. Oh, Liz, boy. that's bad luck. All right. Well, I, w- I was afraid they weren't going to get there in time, but I, you know, I just feel like I need to rub this in a little bit that, you know, when we win on Saturday, this will beat the longest streak that Michigan has ever had, which was in the early 1900s, 
and we should have beaten it last year, but Michigan chickened out. And oh. I'm sorry to say you guys, you guys can't chicken out this year. There's no running away. All right, Liz. All right, Liz. And you're back in the state of Ohio. You're 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 on your you're on your home turf this time around. So. Well, currently I'm on the 11th tee of a golf course in Vegas. But whoa. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Living the life Jeez. right there. Good job. All right, Liz, I love it. So you were taking time out from your golf game to call and troll on me, and I haven't heard from you in a while. So that's good. I love it. This is, some things never change. Hit him straight, Liz. <laughs> Hit him straight. All right. Uh, there you go. They're all, they're all coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> yeah, so she's right. This would match the run of Michigan from 01 to 09. Jim in Texas, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Jim? Yeah, Rich, uh, quick story for you. In 1973, the night before the big game, uh, my roommates and I were sitting around talking about what we're going to do for the weekend. We decided to go up to the big house and scalp some tickets. So one of my roommates and I run into this fella who had two tickets on the 50-yard line for 50 bucks each. We can't believe the deal we're getting. Mm-hmm. We were really down low. We buy the tickets, go and sit down. Uh, early in the game, Ohio State, uh, I think it was Archie. I'm not sure. I don't remember the play. But anyway, it was a long run back for a touchdown. And uh, the band strikes up the fight song. We stand up and sing along. And at the end of the fight song, you know the cheer that they use <laughs> during the season and absolutely during the Michigan game, right? Mm, yes, I do. I don't know if it's repeatable, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> I, um, I, I can use the transposed version if that's okay. Sure. Muck Fishigan. There you go, ladies hey. and gentlemen. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim in Texas, everybody. <laughs> so they're all coming out. The list is getting long. Jeff in Detroit. How you been, Jeffrey? We mentioned you earlier in the show. What's going on? Hey, what's happening? And it's funny because I have not heard any of the show, but I had to call in right. and tell my guys happy Thanksgiving. You too. I am so Thanks, thankful Jeff, to too, be man. able to listen to you guys every day. To all the Ohio State fans, suck it. It's coming your way, you guys. <laughs> Michigan is going to win this weekend. And on a quick note, uh, yes. Um, yes. a friend of mine works down at uh, Little Caesars Arena. Do you know Isaiah Stewart tried to run back out on the court through the other side of the tunnel? And the personnel, he was right there in the vicinity. Team personnel told him, dude, you're going to mess up your whole career trying to go back out there and go after LeBron. Yeah. So is that is that why he never reemerged from That's the That's why he tunnel? never came, because there's two ways to get out. And I guess he was trying to get back past the wow. Detroit police as well as Could some other. Ma- it was other team personnel that was in the tunnel that was trying to block him from coming out. But somebody told him, dude, you're getting ready to commit the worst Mistake of your life. Yeah. Thing of your career, dude, for real, seriously. But, yeah, man, I got faith that uh, Michigan will pull it off this week. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving you, to you and yours. you imagine right, if Jeff. Isaiah Stewart had actually been able to come back out of a tunnel and it was already calmed down and it was already done and cool. he came back and he sucker-punched LeBron? Jeez. Could you imagine? what? Well, that's the reason why he got a second game. That's right there. Because what if he had been able to do that? But that didn't happen. I know that. <laughs> but he intended for that to happen. Until somebody obviously finally let him know that this is a this would be the worst thing ever for you. As David Ter- uh, Stern said about Stephen Jackson, he was not in a peacemaking capacity. The- <laughs> well, well done there. Um, thank you to uh, to you guys. Happy Thanksgiving hey, to happy, you and happy yours. Thanksgiving to you, bud. Happy See Thanksgiving you. to Thanksgiving to you. Uh, I am thankful for this show. I am thankful for your friendship and partnership, and Thanks, you being here every day to make this. Uh, 
as great a show as it possibly can be. Absolutely. Uh, to everybody um, as well, part of this program, um, to uh, Adam and Smitch and Jordan and you, Mr. Hoskins, um, and to uh, Feller, who sits in when Del Tufo does something somewhere else. <laughs> um, you know, to uh, to our booking staff, to uh, Liz, who, uh, who who calls in from the 11th tee in Vegas and to troll on me, to all our guests, and to you, our, our fans. Uh, I want I want to let you know I don't take you for granted. I'm very thankful. You know what we do here every day is a, is a pleasure. It's it's you know it's, it's some doing to 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 do it every day at the level that we want to do it at. And um, it's your it's your viewership and your listenership, um, your streaming ship. I guess is that's a word uh, is what uh, is what keeps us uh, coming back, even on a Monday uh, when I might be in a very difficult state. <laughs> And I don't mean California. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Good luck, brother. What I'm saying is I'm thankful for you. Thanks for taking in this program. We will chat again on Monday. Monday.